minus 50 seconds. T minus 40 seconds. T minus 30 seconds. minus 20 seconds Ten, nine, eight, seven, six, five, four, three, two, one, zero. Wrestling Talk, the number one women's wrestling show on the planet. Hey everyone and welcome to Women's Wrestling Talk, the number one women's wrestling show on the planet. I'm your host, Leslie Cologne, and joining me as always, she is the amazing Emily May. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Another late night with Leslie and Emily. Of course. I love it. We should just rename it that. We should. (laughs) But of course, we're going to be talking about another two episodes of Road to the Top. First of all, Emily, I have to ask you this because honestly, I was surprised. I think you were too. What do you think about the fact that they're showing two episodes at a time? Well, so I I mean, I don't mind. I was I, I didn't. I was a little surprised tonight. I was like, oh, there's two episodes. I think there's so much information and so much stuff to pack in to the 20 minutes per episode, right? Between Mm -hmm. commercials and promos and all that. So I think they're they're trying to get people hooked, right? They're trying to get people invested. And so I think, you know, the one hour or they're testing kind of a one hour, one hour time slot Mm -hmm. to see how it does. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's a good point. Speaking of promos, they also do a promo in between like the commercial break. What do you think about that? I know like there's obviously a lot of people who watch AW and then they watch the reality show. But do you think it like works for everyone? Because there's obviously an audience that doesn't as well. So what's interesting is the, the last week when that happened. So I watch it on Sling and sometimes mm-hmm. Sling goes backwards right to aw like when i'm watching dynamite sometimes it goes skips backwards Mm -hmm. and so for some reason when that happened last week i was like oh did i miss a promo and did it skip back and go and go backwards in the programming (laughs) um because sometimes it happens it's technology right um there's a lot of so i was a little confused but then i was prepared this week and knew okay they're they're trying to have that crossover audience they're trying to get people to understand like, okay, this is what happened on Dynamite this week. So I think it's cool. I think yeah. it works. And then I noticed also on Dynamite that they announced that there was going to be like um, an interview during the show. So it's also, I think, in a way to merge people to watch the reality show if they mm-hmm. haven't. So I think it works for both the shows. I just thought it was a little confusing, like you said, and last week because we were like, wait, what's going on? I thought we were watching the reality show. Now we're going back to it's AD. trying to hook you in, trying to hook both fans in, right? I mean, I think it works. Um, 
like Haywood Wong. Shout out to Haywood. Shout out to Bosa, who are both on here, like always. It works. It keeps the uh, keeps the audience. And I agree. I think um, I'm not quite sure. I haven't looked at the numbers, but I'm pretty sure the reality show is doing pretty well. Um, you know, it's really interesting. Again, I really like the way they do this. I feel like there's so many different elements into this reality show. It's not just like drama, you would say, or like, I don't know. I just feel like it's completely different. And let's go ahead and dive into these two episodes. Also, one thing I do want to point out is I don't even feel like I'm watching two different episodes. They don't really break it down. It's like everything just goes together. Well, and that's why I think they're testing an hour time slot because it felt so natural to just move into the next episode and yeah. I actually it worked because I was like I want to know I want to know more so um, I want to see what happens so I think it worked really well yeah speaking of wanting to know, know more we know more tonight about um, what it takes to really put on a whole pay-per-view we obviously know that AEW is still pretty new um, so the big key here and something that Cody said last week that I really want to point out is that like wrestling is all about selling tickets of course, so the company can't keep going if you don't have an audience, if you don't have fans. So um, it's interesting to see, one, they have the pressure as wrestlers to, or him, as wrestlers to perform. And then two, as like people in the office, like who are managing everything, it's a lot of pressure. So did you feel like that stress that they were both going through? Because I feel like there's so much going on. There's so much confusion that both of them don't really know what to focus on right now. Yeah, I mean, when you're in a top position like that, when you're in, in an executive position, you're trying to build this new brand, you're trying to build this new show, and then you also have your entering career and that mm -hmm. to think about. And so there's a lot of things that, and you're also trying to take care of everyone else. Yeah. And so we saw kind of the, kind of the, we're slowly seeing the culmination of it um, as Cody's getting ready Um you know, for this big pay-per-view, mm -hmm. um, you can see the stress and the baby's coming, right? So there's yeah. all these like double layers, triple, like it just keeps getting layered on top. And mm -hmm. I feel like it's very relatable. I feel like all of us have been through it where we take on too many hats. We're juggling a lot oh, of yeah. things. That's just, that's just normal. And so, and then when you're at that level, I feel like the pressure is even bigger because yeah. you have fans, thousands of fans are watching millions around the world and that's a lot of pressure uh, on multiple levels. Right. And not only that, um, there's also the pressure of the fact that they're a new company. And are you really going to be like a competition to the competition? Are you really legit? Like, why should we watch you? And this first pay-per-view is like that question. Like he said, um, this is really asking or telling fans like, are in the middle who don't know like whether it's worth their money or not because at the end of the day you have to pay out of pocket for this so it's really important there's so much pressure and then there's also this conversation like you mentioned about the baby so i do want to talk about this um i do want to mention you know the conversation between him and his sister so i'm kind of i'm kind of on cody's side a little bit more now i see you know that he their childhood was obviously different. Their dad um, was a professional wrestler, for those of you who don't know. And he didn't take that time to be there with their older brother, Dustin. And now Cody's really realizing, like, I don't want to be like that. So he had that conversation with his sister. What did you think about that? I mean, I feel like he's, I feel like Cody's finally seeing, like, how he can be better, right? Mm -hmm. um, because... 
I think he's slowly seeing the effects that had on him and he doesn't want to make the same mistakes. Um, and you know, I think it affected, you know, uh, his sister as well and his whole family. And so Mm -hmm. I think it's really, it's one of those things like a baby changes you, right. And you reflect on your life, you reflect on what you want to do better because for like the next, for the next generation. And so this was kind of this, this moment where they kind of put, put things aside a little bit. Yeah. And he kind of came, came to a conclusion that, that, uh, you know, he wants to do, do the thing that's best. Yeah. And I still feel like both of them, um, Brandy, especially in this episode too, that, um, I don't think they really realize like how much this baby is going to take over their entire life. Mm-hmm. I know they're both really focused on AW and coming back and really, um, like wanting to make that big comeback but at the same time like I've seen it a newborn takes over like your whole life your every day you forget your days you forget what day it is you forget to you don't like shower or or, like do anything Mm -hmm. for like days on end you know I you've seen it with your family I've seen it with mine where you just Mm -hmm. you just kind of that's your one focus a hundred percent right and I think Mm -hmm. that I think there should I mean most people from what I've heard like I'm not a parent but once (laughs) yeah but like I from my friends and and family members I've spoken to there's that shift like once you hold that baby there's that shift of like wow I have to care for this living breathing thing Mm -hmm. and it's your whole dynamic changes and so when you when your career has been your baby which for these two it has been that is a whole different a whole different ball game <laughs> for sure and i think it's <laughs> that's a good good one right there speaking of ball games speaking um, of ball games those fireworks <laughs> i have to show this one <laughs> um, and then also what joseph said you can tell his sister was affected by the fact that their dad worked and wasn't really home and you know i have to agree with that i do have to give her a little bit of credit this week um she did mention something that made me understand her a little bit more and maybe her attitude towards uh, Brandy, I still don't think it's right. But I think in regards to her, like, I felt like she's always been, been daddy's little girl. She's always um, got that attention because obviously a bond between um, a daughter and their dad is like, you know, unlike anything else. And I think in my personal opinion, this is more like it was a jealousy thing. Like, I've always been the only like baby girl. And now Brandy's coming in. And she's being she was really loved by Dusty too. So it's like, why are you coming to take like my spotlight pretty much? So I think that's where the hatred comes from. I'm not quite sure, but it's kind of like, that's where it's leading me to. What yeah, do I don't think, I don't think hatred is the right word. I think it might be mm-hmm. a little jealousy or animosity. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't think it's hatred. <laughs> I think that's a right. strong word. I think, you know, I, you know, I think they all love each other, but I think there's just some, some, you know, childhood trauma and frustration that um, yeah. is is sparked or triggered from this this change. You know, a lot mm-hmm. of families don't do well with big change like this, and so it might be one of those things where we obviously have seen her struggle with this with this change. Um, yeah, yeah. So, oh, here's Joseph. He said, "I think it's more jealousy because Cody is happy with Brandy." And is, how do you pronounce her name? Is it Teal? Or because it she doesn't have somebody. Hmm. Anyways, a sister. 
<laughs> doesn't really have any. Um, but yeah, I'm um, not sure actually. T T E I L, I believe. I think it's yeah, T E. I think it's like teal, like T E I L. Yeah. So I think it's teal, teal. Like the color. Mm -hmm. Mm hmm. Interesting. But speaking of change, I do want to touch on this. You know, um, I think it's hilarious the fact that we see really the reality of Brandy's pregnancy. And what did you think about the Nightmare Express for getting her bed and she was not happy about it? Oh my gosh. Okay. When I. Okay, I would totally go on the Nightmare Express bus. Just saying. I'm throwing it out there. I'd be excited um, to see it. I think that would be super fun, right? Yeah. But I totally understand her being frustrated that the bed or mattress or whatever didn't didn't happen to, to come on that bus. Um because it's one of those things I knew when it, I knew something was going to happen when he was like, we're not flying, we're driving. I knew something was going to happen because yeah. you plan and plan and plan and God laughs, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> oh, he laughed. And then he's like, Cody, you're learning from this one. Um, yeah, we can't talk about my arch enemy. Hey, would, um, I'm a little upset. So we're going to skip that. <laughs> <laughs> well let's talk about actually, something i do want to talk about you know how the boys are coming in and like helping out trying to build everything and are part of you know this whole the nightmare factory as well so what do you think about you know the guys coming in thinking they don't have to read instructions to build anything for the baby okay this was like an ikea has anyone ever built furniture from ikea no i I okay, it's like, it's like a it's, it. if you do it with a friend or if you do it with a partner, if you do it with anyone, a roommate, you definitely will start fighting, right? And so I felt yeah. like this was going to be one of those moments. Everyone's like figuring out the pieces. Okay, I, I tried, I, I've been there where I've tried to put a car seat in, we had to transport a car seat into a different car, right? It wasn't like the original mm -hmm. car. And I'm mm -hmm. not... I'm not familiar with that. I've, I've never done it. I've seen people do it. So I get it. I feel like I would put it in either backwards or wrong or the pieces were half missing. So I'm, I, I, I'm with the guys. Like I'm not, I wouldn't be able, I would learn, but I would at least read the instructions. But even the instructions yeah. might not be clear. Okay, so I have a tip for everyone. So I had to learn this also with my niece too. Because you have to and, know for emergencies, right? Because what happens well, if you have to take the... I, yeah, I had to give him a right to pick her up because um, the baby stayed in the hospital longer. But anyways, back to the story. This is what I did. I literally YouTubed the type of car seat it was and how to install it into the car. And it worked. And I was like, okay, cool. And I'm like, this is how you do it. All right, this is how you take it off. And I'm like, all right, we're good to go. Yeah. So YouTube... Comes okay. in handy. <laughs> and it depends on the car, right? So it depends on the car seat, depends on mm -hmm. the car, depends on how old the baby is, right? Like there's different car seats for different age yeah. groups, right? Yeah. And so, like it's either forward or backwards. Mm -hmm. And I know there's like all these these rules. But I rem remember I had to transfer. There was something happened where like my sister's car broke down and I had my car. And so mm -hmm. we had to switch the, my nephew into the car. And I was like, I've never done this before. And so I was like, watching my sister and I'm trying to help and I just felt like I was in the way. <laughs> yeah. So I get it. Anyone that's done it, uh bravo because uh it shouldn't it's be that hard. Yeah. It shouldn't it, be that hard. It's complicated. And you I mean I guess it's complicated for a reason. It's do you think we'll see do you think Brandy double checked everything? 
Oh, yeah, definitely. I would not trust them either. So I, I understand where she's coming from. <laughs> but um, one of the things that I was surprised to see, well, that I had no idea. See, I'm learning a lot of things. Um, was the fact that, you know, he also runs the Nightmare Factory and he's also helping, you know, upcoming wrestlers. And um, my question is, is like, how do how does he do it? Like, how do they manage everything? I'm sure there's obviously someone helping him. There's other people there during the week because he's not always there. But it's still like you're helping out your community in a way. So, I mean, Emily, you've seen it. You know how it is to be like at a wrestling school. So, I mean, I, I was just surprised. I think this is what you should do. If you've been in the industry this long, if you are, uh, you know, a multi-generational wrestling family, it, it should be part of what you do is give back to the community and give back mm -hmm. and, and teach the next generation of wrestlers. And I, I love how they highlighted that tonight because yeah. it's so important. And there's a lot of other wrestling um personalities that have schools that want to give back and so that is that is how you do it because you can't be in the ring forever and the way you pass it on is have a school teach the next teach the next group of people that you can see you know 10 years from now being champions in like AEW or WWE yeah. or anywhere you know um, I think I think it's it's great to do that and when you have the the, the finances and the backing to do it you know, you should do it. <laughs> Not only that, like you have the name too. Like exactly, like, you, like you're credible. Yeah. And I um, I think also it's as rewarding as um, not only as a wrestler to be in the ring and have your accomplishments, but at the same time to see someone else accomplish, you know, their dreams as well to see where they came from to know that you helped them get there. And I think it's also a really like rewarding thing to be able to have this school to teach other people like what you know and to open your door because I know this industry is really hard and not everyone will give you an opportunity. So props to you, Cody, for doing everything that you're doing because I really don't know how you do it, but it's successful. So let's go ahead and move on to the pay-per-view. There was obviously so much going on, but before that we see this promo that didn't quite go well. Um, I was like, having anxiety watching this and knowing like everyone in the back and I think to me the worst part was the fact that the sister was there and she was like the cherry on top to be like why did I even come like I should have just stayed in the back like drinking thoughts on this whole situation oh like the whole segment that went wrong right mm -hmm. this yeah. whole segment so I see it from two perspectives one as someone that has been in things on tv that have gone wrong mm-hmm uh, it can be frustrating and you're terrified. I have not done it in front of a, a, a group like that, obviously, but yeah, you're doing it and people are watching and it can be really like frustrating, right? Mm -hmm. But on the other hand, from a production standpoint, it's live TV and things happen. <laughs> so, and sometimes you plan things in your, on paper or, or in your head and you're like, this is how it's gonna go and I can see this unraveling in a really cool way for TV. And then it just doesn't go the way you want it. And mm -hmm. like, I know fans, social media can be really rough and like fans can go up, uh, go all over social media and like, oh yeah, really negative towards a segment. And I'm not just talking about this one specifically, but just in yeah. general, right? <laughs> and from someone that is that has 
been on a production side, that's really hard to see. It's a really yeah. hard to hear because you, no matter what, if it goes really, really well, or if it goes really poorly, you put your heart and soul into it and they're building for this big moment. And so I, I felt it from both ways, right? Right. I, I felt, I feel like you need to have a little empathy for the people in the moment because yeah. it's, it's, uh, you know, and you could see that, that Cody was like beating himself up afterwards. Yeah. And like, I'm a perfectionist. And so I'm, you're always your harshest critic. You're always going to be down on yourself when things like that happen. Even when you do a good job, you're going to say, oh, I, I could have done these like five things yeah. better. Right. You're like that too. <laughs> right. <laughs> <Yeah>. So <laughs> I get so it. That's, you that's, you know, I, I just felt bad. <laughs> I felt bad too. And then also because, you know, it's not only his thing about like it went wrong for me but it went wrong for everyone it, it exactly. went wrong for like it affects so many people so I understand where he's coming from um but then also I don't think like he should be so yeah. tough because things happen and like it's live tv and you just gotta go with it and like Joseph said I thought the segment was okay for what it was I think sometimes AEW puts too much pressure on themselves to be 100% perfect it's okay sometimes when things don't go according to plan. And I think that was the big lesson behind this whole segment was the fact that things may not go according to plan. You are on live TV and you got to just keep going. I think that's yeah. the biggest rule that we've learned too, like as hosts is no matter what happens, you have to keep going. You have to keep going. And like you, you just learn for the next time and you just roll with the punches. Yeah. <laughs> no pun intended. Um, you just <laughs> kind of roll with it and you, you know, they've all done, I mean, except for the, 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 the young guys coming up that have had like two or three matches working on TV is very different. And so a lot of these guys that have been around the industry for years, it's that's why having that school and, and bringing them on into a setting like this is important because they can finally learn. And right. sometimes you learn that, you know, things are off, right? Right. Like props don't work and cameras might be in the wrong spot and things fall and you trip or you fall down uh, unintentionally. You say the wrong thing. It happens. It's all good. We're all human. <laughs> uh, I love what Hayward said. <laughs> Just blame the big show, Paul. <laughs> he was like, what was that? And then also he said that Teal, the sister, um, said that there was no ice at the bar. I'm telling you, she was just like nitpicking everything. I was I like, mean, girl. I, honestly, if you wanted to drink that bad, you could have it without the ice. <laughs> exactly. At that point, I don't think you care whether there's ice or there isn't. Like, just give me a drink. <laughs> but I think one of the most touching moments in these episode or in this episode was the fact that, you know, Eric Bischoff showed up. He was a special guest. And it also meant a lot to Cody the fact that he invited him and then he actually showed up because he's obviously credible. He's done so many great things. And just this conversation at the bar, giving Cody uh, some words of advice. And I think the biggest uh, words of advice was, you know, you're also going to be a dad. So just remember that that's your life is going to change. You know, that's going to be your main priority. Like your dad was the best dad and how he got so emotional. It just made me like it touched me. I was like, yeah. oh my God. like you can tell how much impact um, Cody's dad had just till this day on so many people. And I just love the fact that they continue to, um, you know, keep his memory alive and just to keep talking about him and how much, how many lessons Cody can learn 
even though he may not be here physically, like he's still learning like from everyone's stories. Yeah, exactly. Like I like Haywood's comment. Eric is a good sounding board to not repeat uh, his mistakes. Mm-hmm. And I think you know I love this moment too because it was a little. It was reflective. It was kind yeah. of kind of calmed down. It was kind of a slower moment in this episode, and I think it made Cody really think about what what and how his life is going to change, yeah. and. You know, I when you become a new parent, I've heard, especially with with people that have lost parents, mm-hmm. you reflect so much on those moments, on the good moments growing up, on the moments that you guys, that you shared with your parents, and I, I think we're going to see more and more of these moments on the show yeah. coming up, especially as as uh, the baby is nearing. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I, I think it was special, and I and I like how it was Eric that that got to talk about him. Yeah, for sure. And there's just also one thing that like I kept thinking about during this episode because we kept seeing so much of it, especially in the last episode was the fact that Brandy has this really bad like I don't know if you could call it trauma or thought the fact that like everyone's going to forget about me. Um I'm going to come back. I'm going to come back. Like no, it doesn't matter. Like I'm going to work till my last day and we see so many people telling her like it's okay like you can go um you know you're going to have a baby and she's like no like no 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 yeah. I, I know I know it's really hard because um she obviously doesn't want to be forgotten but at the same time I'm like trust me once you have your baby the last thing you're going to think about is work um just cuz they take like we keep saying they take up so much like your life is now about them so mm-hmm. um, it just hurts me a little bit, the fact that she's so, like, hurt or, like, has this fear. Like, everyone's going to forget about me. Um, you know, people won't accept the fact that I'm going to come back. And it's just so much. Well, I, I can relate because, I, I mean, not that I have had a kid and I've had to leave for four months. But I think in anything you do, you feel like someone w- could replace you, right? That people... Yeah. Or for, will forget about you because they, you know, they say in Hollywood, like really, you're just as good as the last thing you did, right? That mm-hmm. people are going to remember you by. So, I feel, I, I feel like because she is in the sports and entertainment industry and she is a, a figurehead, she's worried that, you know, um, that she won't, people won't miss her, right? Yeah. <laughs> like, she, it sounded like she still was trying to convince. The, the kind of the management team, it looked like that she could yeah. do, do some, um, going. <laughs> you know, chief brand officer work uh, during that time, but just wouldn't be traveling. And yeah. I mean, I get it. Like I'm one that, that literally will still be doing work if I have a fever and I'm delirious and I can't like, and I'm in bed sick, right? I'm one that yeah. was like, I'll go do it. Like I'll get up, run a marathon. It's a, it's a very specific personality right in order to have that passion and that drive to keep going right but you Mm -hmm. also need to know when to stop right of course and you need to know and I feel like this is the time that Brandy can say hey maybe I'll take two months maybe not four but take two months maybe have a day to check in you know at the end of the week check in on activities but I'm checked out most of the time you know I'm stepping away I think that's totally reasonable um but I, 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 yeah, I'm torn because I don't know. I honestly, I don't know what I would do either. Yeah. Because I would want to keep working. If I had that I, gig, I'd be like, all right. <laughs> the 
because for me the thing is like um she's had such a rough pregnancy and she's so like she's not enjoying it I would think that you know she would have this mindset of you know I have had a rough pregnancy like I'm all out of energy I am ready to focus on this baby because not only that like you have to prepare the nursery you have to prepare your hospital bag I'm sure from what I've seen and heard like the last couple months the closer you get the worse the pregnancy can be um so I can only imagine how she's really feeling like physically emotionally there's so many factors into it and I know that right now her main focus is work but I think um, maybe like her body will make her change that because it'll start like giving her signs like it's I'm the baby's coming the baby's coming like kind of shift your focus on your yeah. pregnancy I mean you have to like they you know they they say and I'm saying like the big day right um, yeah. I've heard that you have to like m- you have to shift mentally into yeah. that there's like a few weeks before you uh, give birth that there's like this mental shift you you have. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you physically have to prepare. Yeah. And it, there's a lot, um, a lot of pressure and a lot of, of, uh, of time that goes into that. And so right. I just, I'm interested to see like how much time she does take to go through that process and to make it to, to actually give in to the time that she actually needs. Cause she could say, yeah. Oh, I'm, I'm ready to go back. But to be honest with herself and true to herself and to her baby. Right. And what I hope is that she doesn't, you know, regret the fact that she was so focused on work and not really enjoy her pregnancy. We did mm-hmm. hear um, last week that she's only thinking of like, she's one and done. So you know, you would think that even though the experience hasn't been the best, she would want like to be really present for every single moment of her pregnancy. So I just hope, you know, she doesn't regret the fact that she was like so focused on work that she didn't get to enjoy, you know, putting like the moments like putting the nursery together, her baby shower or just things like that. Because I think what's running through her head more is like, um, people are going to forget about me. Will I be able to come back to wrestle? Um, just to, to kind of like shut people's comments and just be like, watch me, I'm going to make my comeback, which is okay. Um, I just, I think because we've seen it, we know that there's like a huge change when it comes to like having a baby. And um, like Joseph said, even though she is a chief brand officer, Brandy still has that mindset of being a wrestler. Yeah. I think she wants to wrestle regularly when they were blessed with this child. Yeah, I think so too. And I think because... She hasn't really, I don't think she's accomplished everything that she's been wanting to in the ring. That's mm-hmm. also um, like in the back of her mind, like, no, I need to come back to get like my years or everything that she wants to accomplish. And then like, I think she'll be good. Yeah. And then there was like, there was another moment in, I, I think it was the last, ep- the second episode mm-hmm. where people where she's still commenting like, yeah, I am going to come back. I am yeah. going to wrestle. And people still doubt her. Yeah. And people are still saying, really? Why are you doing that? And I find that if I was her, I would be so frustrated because mm-hmm. you need someone to, su- you need your support system to, to be there for you right now and yeah. not, not be negative. Like she doesn't need that. She's already like having issues with her pregnancy. She's not feeling great about herself. She's dealing with so much stressors. So don't add that family. Family, <laughs> don't add that on. <laughs> I know. It's interesting to see the family dynamic and how like, they're so um, easy to like, yeah, why are, do you want to wrestle? Like, if you already know she's like 
worried about this. I don't think you should be commenting about that. But speaking of family, I loved, loved, loved the moment she had, um, you know, with Dustin, Cody's older brother, and how they had that moment of like, don't worry, I'm going to have your back. I'll take care of the girls because the women's division is what is her main priority. Um, and just the fact that they had that one-on-one moment and to see like how much like she said, he's always really accepted her as part of the family and has always been there for her. So I really love to see that because we didn't see that dynamic with his mom and the sisters. So I like to see how, you know, she does have somebody within the Rhodes family who really supports her, who is really um, genuine about it. So I really like that moment. Yeah, I, I like how we got to see Dustin a little bit and um, see that, they, they have a, a relationship that might be um, that that grew over time, but that, mm-hmm. you know, he's being so supportive of yeah. of her and Cody. And, um, you know, he's he's part of that AEW brand, too. So, mm-hmm. yeah, for sure. But overall, how did you think the pay-per-view went? You know, I think it's it's normal for everyone to be nervous and everything like that. But I think at the end of the day, it was a success. Although um, Cody is like a consequences to so much that he gives, he's in pain. But I think this will also be a lesson moving forward. Like, um, you know, for probably for him as well, take the wrestler hat off just for a second, um, maybe during this pregnancy too, to like recover and just be, be like an executive. That's just my thought. <laughs> so you're saying that you think he should take time off and just be yeah. an executive? Yeah. yeah. Like, I mean, every, so... I can't imagine, like, I get nervous watching, you know, my husband kind of get in the ring, right? And I don't even have kids, right? I get nervous just watching, right? And when you have a kid in a family, I feel like the stakes are even higher because it's not just you and your partner. It's you and your partner and your kids and, Mm -hmm. you know, a whole group of people, right? Um, So I just... I maybe it would be smart to take a moment and just be, just be on the desk, right? Just be behind the scenes. Um, and. Um, these comments. I know these comments. I'm trying to catch up you guys. I'm trying to have a thought, but you guys are all uh, so funny in the chat. I lost my train of thought, but anyway, I mean, I, yeah, I mean, uh, they're all going to do what they're going to do. Right. Um, but I would be nervous if I was having a kid soon and I was getting injured and getting hurt. Yeah. But I mean, this is funny. (laughs) (laughs) What Joseph Boza said, Cody always wanted to look good as a wrestler. His match with Anthony Agogo was a perfect match to write him off so he could be with Brandy, but he is so stubborn. I think they're both stubborn in the sense of like, I mean, I think I understand where it comes from. I feel like every wrestler is like this when it comes to, like, you know, I don't want to leave. I don't want to, you know, I don't want anyone to forget about me. And it's just so much. But, you know, we're just going to have to wait and see how their mindset changes once this baby is born because she is coming. And she's coming real quick. So I'm really excited for, like, that change of, like, mindset that change of like to see them really be parents and see kind of how they evolve and how they really how their journey is really gonna be going Mm -hmm. back to the ring and like i love this leslie that we've covered so much baby wrestling news yeah can i say because we we covered all the total bella's stuff 
Oh yeah. Um, I thought you were gonna like make an announcement or something. No. <laughs> like, no. Tell me something. No. No. I just have cat fur babies. That's it, guys. That's I'm it. Like, um, are we gonna cover something else? Is that? What no, we're not covering cover? anything else. No, no, no. But I'm saying I love how we we keep covering the shows that have all this baby talk. Yeah. I feel like you know not that. Whenever that day comes in the future for both of us, um, we'll be somewhat ready just because we've watched so much. Or like, we've watched we've so much. So much. But we actually need our, our own reality show. That's really oh, what yeah. needs to happen. Oh, my goodness. Say less. So, but I'm so happy to be here but, um, to be covering so much baby talk, so much reality wrestling shows because I love the fact that we get insight on so many different things, so many different aspects, so many different stories that you don't really get um, during the wrestling shows. And um, like Haywood Wong said, I know I'm still shocked and it makes me really sad because you know how much I love the Bellas. But I know. It's still crazy WWE cut off Divas and Bellas. Just WWE does what they feel like it's doing. And unfortunately, I don't know. I hope like the Bellas maybe get their own reality show somewhere else or something. I mean, maybe, but maybe it was, did we, did, have we heard if it was the Bellas call? Because the, like they could just be busy with um, taking care of their kids and they have so many businesses. Maybe. I know we're getting off topic. I know, <laughs> but I'm not sure. Um, I just want to answer this question real quick. Um, Cause Haywood knows I'm a huge Chargers fan. Um, how amazing is SoFi Stadium? Amazing. Uh, fun fact for those of you who don't follow me on Instagram, um, I just got a dream job working for the Chargers. So yeah, it's pretty cool working in football and it's a different sport. But anyways, back to wrestling. You're amazing. <laughs> That's why job. you're awesome. Yeah. Um, so I think we need to do a special segment for the show about okay. like wrestling babies. I don't oh, know. Yeah, we'll bring it next week. Let's, we'll let's bring it next week. Start. I don't know. I've been thinking. I was like, we need to do something cute. Maybe people posted their cute wrestling babies on Twitter or Instagram or something. Yeah, um. for sure. We'll have to, or maybe we can do like a random like baby question. Like, how do you, I don't know, or how many weeks? Or we both can get car seats and try to put them in our cars. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And see who can do it the fastest. That's yeah, time it. Let's oh time God. it. <laughs> All while drinking Brandy's wine. Oh yeah, I'm. We have you. Have you tried the Bella's wine by any chance? Because I still have um, it. So. Uh, no. So I think we should order um, the the Bella wine and Brandy's, Brandy's wine. wine. Yeah, and let's do a wine tasting. All right, sounds like a plan. Well, that <laughs> is it for this week and these two episodes. Again, I was so surprised that we're getting two episodes. We'll see what I happens love it. Next week. I love it. Yeah. It just goes together. Um, but Emily, anything else that you want to add for tonight's episodes? I don't think so. I'm excited. It looks like Brandy's going into labor, perhaps, or having mm -hmm. some labor pains next week. I'm interested to see how long she takes it, because it sounds like they might. I wonder if it's Braxton Hicks uh, oh, contractions yeah. or if it's the real thing. I guess so. we'll just have to wait and see. So make sure you tune in next week again at the same time, 8 p.m. PST. And Emily, or PT or PST, whatever, um, <laughs> let the people know where they can find you. <laughs> you can find me on all social media platforms right there, 
right there. Go check it out. Um, I am a part of Mission Pro Wrestling. We have a show on October 23rd. It's called Don't Fear the Reaper. It's our big Halloween show. You don't want to miss Ooh. it. Um, so go check it out. And we're streaming on Title Match Network. Uh, if you can't get to Conroe, Texas, which I, I'm not sure how many people are, are watching from Texas, but uh, I'll be there and uh, watch all of my social media for exciting new announcements. I have my pets show. I have a bunch of other things dropping soon. So just keep watching. Yeah, for sure. And you can follow me on all social media at Leslie Cologne underscore. Uh, make sure to follow me on Instagram too. I'll give you some exclusive behind the scenes look um, on everything. And my birthday is also coming up. So uh, this is a great way to start my birthday celebration with you guys. Um, so yeah, make sure to tune in next week to talk about Roads to the Top again with both of us. Don't forget to follow Women's Wrestling Talk at www.talk.com pod also go check out our website at ww talk pod we appreciate both of you Haywood wong uh joseph bosa for being yes, here thank you our, our originals yeah and for <laughs> everyone who's currently watching who's listening we are also on spotify itunes and the whole thing and thanks for watching women's wrestling talk the number one women's wrestling show on the planet we will see you next week to talk about another episode of Roads to the Top. Till next time. Take care. Fight presents. Wrestling Talk, the number one women's wrestling show on the planet.